In Manitoba, about one in six people has a disability of some sort. That's approximately 175,000 people. Of that number, about 8,000 have, have an intellectual and developmental disability. Often accessibility isn't a priority in society, and accessibility challenges can be much worse the further you leave urban centers. To increase awareness for the upcoming provincial election, Abilities Manitoba and Barrier Free Manitoba have created Disability Matters Vote. Let's get into it. My name is Margo Powell and I'm the Executive Director of Abilities Manitoba. Um, so we're a nonprofit organization and we represent the majority of uh, services for adults here in Manitoba who have intellectual disabilities. I, I guess that's the, the, my follow-up question would be, what is Abilities Manitoba? What do you all do? What sort of uh, programs and services do you offer? And you know, what does that like kind of representation of those with intellectual di disabilities look like? Just for context, in Manitoba, there are 93 different organizations that provide support to about 8,000 um, adults who have intellectual and developmental disabilities in our province. And there's approximately 10,000 in our 10,000 people in the workforce in this sector. So we abilities is ultimately, um, we aim to be a unified voice to represent the services. And we're really interested in excellence in services. So we really want people to, um, ultimately just live their best life, however they define that. And so our role in that is to lobby and advocate um, with uh, the government for needed changes uh, and aiming to build the strength of all nonprofits in, in the province. In terms of programs and services, as I mentioned, we really want services to be as strong as, as possible. And so we oh, aim to... Yeah, absolutely right. You wanna you want the best possible services you can. So uh, we aim to do that by building capacity by working together with those organizations who are our members, and sharing information and collaborating and all all of that good stuff. So coupled with uh, the advocacy and aiming to see the needed changes, we're also working together as a collective um, for the betterment of, of people who are accessing the services in our province. I really appreciate the uh, work that you're uh, that you're doing, helping be an advocate and be a voice for uh, a community here in Manitoba. Thanks. Yeah, it's really uh, it's it's fantastic work. There's uh, there's amazing people that um, are are in Manitoba that are such a a pleasure to work with. This is also. Um close to myself, although it's been many years now since my uncle passed away, he had an intellectual disability, and he was kind of the um, the life of the, the, the family for a long right. time. There are so many times where I just remember being a little kid, and he would just, like, uh, grab us in headlocks and, like, give us these great big hugs, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So when we're talking about intellectual disabilities, you know, a lot of people could have a different picture of what that looks like in their head. So why don't we walk through a little bit about, you know, what is an intellectual disability and some of the other um, uh, things about it? 
there isn't like oftentimes people aren't given a specific label other than um, oftentimes people will say a global developmental delay. So sometimes like some people with Down syndrome have an intellectual disability, some people with cerebral palsy, um, some people with autism, but it's not the case across the board, right? So um, it's hard. So it's a very broad umbrella term then. It absolutely is. Yes. Um, and it's not, yeah, it's, it's really, it very much is broad. And I think we want to kind of like make sense of things in our head, but it really is a very broad category of people. And there often isn't a specific label that's necessarily attached. I think that's something that we've all been learning just in terms of science that, you know, things don't necessarily fit in a box like we'd like them to. Yes, that's so true, isn't it? You're talking about advocacy and, you know, the different things that we need from our government. And as it is a voting uh, season coming up very soon, um, you know, it's more important than ever to be vocal and be active. So what are the sorts of things that you're advocating and fighting for at Abilities Manitoba? Yeah, so we are... um... We always use election years as as best as we can. Um, and certainly um, we're advocating for a number of things. We're part of a um, we've partnered with Barrier Free Manitoba and uh, we've formed um, uh, it's called Disability Matters Vote. Uh, and that's a yeah, it's a really cool uh, nonpartisan public awareness campaign. So, the aim of um, Disability Matters Vote is really just to amplify disability issues in our province, bring them to the forefront, and um, give a, a space and a voice to um, to people who want to have elected officials and people running to be our elected officials uh, have a better understanding of what uh, some of the issues and challenges that they might face that that really need to be addressed. So. Um, with Disability Matters Vote, really we have three key uh, aims of the campaign. Um, the first is that all Manitobans, especially those with disabilities, are able to fully participate in the election activities and those who are eligible to vote actually get out there and vote. That's a really, really critical one. The second is to promote priority attention to disability issues. And the third is for to support all Manitobans to make informed voting decisions. So there's some key pieces of work that we are doing as part of that. One is um, we're focusing on 20 specific constituencies in Manitoba. And those are the 20 constituencies who had the narrowest margin of victory in the last election. So um, there's the biggest possibility to swing a vote one way or the other in those constituencies, in theory. And so we're really wanting to focus there, our energies there with the constituents and also with the candidates so that they're all well aware of, of the issues and that we get a really good sense of their commitment to uh, be a part of the solution on some of those on some of those issues. So that's really good work and we're always looking for people who may be interested in in getting involved in their constituency or one of those 20 constituencies. 
Um, yeah, because there's also, definitely still time to get to get involved. Absolutely, this this part of the campaign is just starting to gear up at, at this point. Um, we really go hard, kind of uh, the last six weeks before the election. So about a month from now, things will, with the, within individual constituencies will be really really gearing up. Yeah, so if people want to get involved with a, a collective movement. That is, you know, fighting for the betterment of Manitobans. Hey, it's a great place to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. It sure is. Um, We all, you know, regardless um, of the type of disability, people face many challenges. I mean, if you just look at the issue of accessibility alone, Mm, that's one of of our five uh, key issues that we're focusing on in the campaign. Um, But it really, I mean, it, it, it's as varied as someone's um, different abilities are. So if I have a visual impairment, um, having an accessible website um, with accurate, you know, where my screen reader can work most accurately, that would be important to me. Um, having an ASL interpreter available, if I, um, if hearing was an issue for me, is, is a, you know, totally different slant. I think we all take for granted things like the um, the door buttons that automatically open doors or curb cuts. Like those are all in the name of accessibility, but everybody benefits from those. Um, I often notice moms or dads with strollers using the curb cuts and right. You don't have to jump up and down curbs. And so I really think that at the end of the day, accessibility is one of those issues that we all benefit from in the end. Exactly. Providing spaces for individuals. And when we're just looking here in Manitoba, though there are these small victories here and there, I I constantly hear stories of uh, individuals who have a physical disability that are still experiencing challenges, whether that's buildings or places that haven't been updated to allow them to go up and down within the facilities there or when we're looking at sports and activities um just a complete lack of funding to provide either specialized equipment or you know having facilities to go and train and participate together it's incredibly um important that we have an accessible province for all one of the things that uh, we've been really advocating for um, under the Accessibility for Manitobans Act, there's a number of standards in there. And we've been advocating for a standard that's called the built environment so that buildings um, um, and um, all public spaces, whether they're indoor or out, but anything that we build is built in an accessible way. Um, That standard had actually been changed um, by the government to be called the design of public spaces. So backing away from buildings, which really leaves uh, a lot of Manitoba inaccessible for so many of our citizens. Exactly. Buildings are a, a big part. When, you know, when you're in a city, what do you think about? Buildings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't get into them, then we're, we need to do better. It's one of those things when you're someone who doesn't have a family member or friend or colleague that's either intellectually or physically disabled. It can be oh so easy to completely forget about 
you know, those sorts of accessibility needs. Uh, watching on TikTok, where they're like showing different sorts of um, devices and things that can help open up jars, for example. And then you see people on the line being like, what sort of useless thing is here? Just open the jar. Well, yeah. not everyone has the dexterity or the hand strength to open jars. So having that sort of thing can help. So just the small things in life that yeah. many take for granted, you know, some people have a little bit of a harder time. Absolutely. I also think that's where uh, technology gets really exciting because there's so many new products out there that allow people to be much more independent um, without having to rely on someone to come and help them do something. So I think that's only going to continue to improve as as the future unfolds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big video game guy. And seeing some of the accessibility options that have been created for some people who have no use of uh, their, their hands uh, or legs that they've now are able to play games with just their eyes, which is pretty yeah. impressive and pretty cool. But yeah, funding and research need to continue in these areas. And that's where advocacy and awareness comes in. You were mentioning ASL services which uh, reminded me of a story that came out of the United States not too long ago of how they were just hiring. I guess it wasn't hiring. Someone volunteered their time to give ASL, but they didn't know it at all, and they were just kind of moving their hands on screen. So, like, this whole idea that they're like, oh, yeah, we need uh, someone to perform ASL on this, but don't even look at the credentials of the person or put in the time or effort to make sure that this as a aspect of accessibility was given this the due diligence it deserves, I think is also just indicative of that, oh, it'll be fine sort of thing, instead mm -hmm. of just being like, oh yeah, there are people who need this. Right. Yeah, it's not just about doing something because it looks good. It actually, it's functional. It's necessary for people to be fully involved and participate. And I think um, that's that might be challenging to understand until you're in that situation and can't access something that you you need to or you have a right to. Um, yeah, it brings up all sorts of challenges for us, I'm sure. Yeah, what are some of the other things in terms of accessibility or um, removal of barriers that uh, um, Abilities Manitoba and this Disability Matters Vote campaign is kind of bringing awareness uh, and to the forefront. Yeah, I always love talking about this part. So we have five priorities, one of which I've um, spoken about already, and that's making Manitoba much more accessible. Um, we also have priorities around uh, basic needs. So people with disabilities tend there there's a um, disproportionate number of people who have a disability and also live in poverty compared to the general population um, and we we know that that needs to change uh, people have a very challenging time often uh, accessing adequate and affordable housing or accessible housing and have to make all sorts of compromises on where they need to then move to in order to access those things that they need. Um, skilled workforce, 
So this is one that uh, is very near and dear to our hearts at Abilities Manitoba. Um, people with people who require support uh, are they receive um, from disability support workers whatever type of support that may that they might need to live a full life. So that can look all sorts of different ways when you think about you know living a life and what you might need help with in order to do that to your fullest. Um, those there are very few standards in our field uh, working with adults with intellectual disabilities around what qualifications you need to have and how much people are paid to do that really critical work. So we really need to raise the bar in Manitoba on and recognize that in order to have um, a strong and skilled workforce, we need to uh, recognize the skills that we require them to bring. And we need to, to do that through training and education, but also through uh, the dollar amount that they are able to take home at the end of the day, because a lot of people who work in our sector live in poverty as well. And that uh, shouldn't be the case. It should be able to be a career for someone who really wants to continue to work in this field. And if people make that choice, it comes with some pretty big um, consequences to their pocketbook. And so that definitely we need to make this into something that's where people can receive supports that are consistent. We see over 800 people come and go out of someone's life because of the lack of like consistency and the high rates of turnover and staffing. And that that's it creates, um, as you can imagine, the like just how how challenging that is for people to have to live through. Um, to constantly be getting to know new people and trying to build a trusting relationship. And that person might be helping you get dressed or have a bath or use the washroom. And then they're gone and you're, you know, staff number 803 coming through the door. Um, it's it's very challenging and, uh, and it's really uh, not fair to people. Well, with yeah, exactly. That sort of impact that has on someone's mental health going through there like you're trying you need help with something and then you know someone comes in and you're like oh great i'm building a bond now they're gone okay a new person is okay and then just each time it just slowly wears you down it's so true i i heard this very compelling story about a woman who um just called everybody the same name because she was so tired of trying to remember everybody's names and they were always different that she just called everybody Mary. Right. And it just like, okay, Mary, whenever she needed anything. Cause, and I feel like that was just, was a very profound way to express um, the impact that that was having on her. We're coming together and we're wanting to make a difference looking at candidates that actually care, that actually wants to improve the lives of others. Uh, What are some other things that you're fighting for or trying to bring awareness to? I would say another area is around services and resources. Uh, There's incredibly long wait lists for services. In some cases, wait lists don't even exist. Uh, I know people that have been waiting for more than 20 years to access uh, residential services in in our field. Um, and people really need to be able to access what they need 
where they need it and when they need it. And I think Manitoba is unique in that, you know, the vast majority of our population lives in a very small part of Manitoba, which means we're very, you know, service rich in Winnipeg and surrounding and, and, you know, close by. But the further you get away from Winnipeg, the more of the poverty of services and everything else there is. And so that creates an additional barrier for people with disabilities to try to get to Winnipeg to access what they need. So we need to do a lot better in that area as well. You know, you drive up far enough north somewhere and then eventually it's like, wow, how are you supposed to get anywhere? <laughs> At yes. that point, it's like there's nothing around. And and people sh- really shouldn't have to leave their um, their home community to live a full life to and to access what they need. I, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big challenge mm-hmm. for so many people. Well, I'm on board. I'm going to continue Excellent. looking at what uh, Disability Matter votes say, as well as Abilities Manitoba, uh, to see, you know, what candidates I should be keeping an eye out for. Because, you know, I- I'm I'm all about equitability and equality uh, for all that anyone can have the opportunity to live life to their fullest. So, Margo, where can people go to find out more about Abilities Manitoba, the work you do, as well as this campaign, Disability Matters Vote. Yeah, so Abilities Manitoba, our website is Abilities Manitoba, spelled out Manitoba, spelled out in full, dot org. So abilitiesmanitoba.org. And then Disability Matters Vote, uh, we have a website, it's dmvote.ca. And uh, we are approaching all of the political parties and asking them very pointed questions on each of our priority issues. And we plan to publish their responses on the website. As well, we ask a different set of questions to all of the candidates running in the election. And we post those on our website. So if you wanna look into your own specific constituency and see what your candidates think on really important issues, that's where you'll find that information. Uh, You can also uh, sign up to get involved in your constituency work that I had mentioned earlier, or to get a lawn sign. Hopefully people have seen the lawn signs around the province. And uh, any other information you're looking for, we have a contact email info at dmvote.ca and we're happy to uh, get people involved and and mobilize the groundswell that, uh, that we expect to see leading up to the election. Have any stories you'd like us to share? or communities we should highlight. Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.